The biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. It's Labor Day weekend, and here this week, I will hear from some of our favorite country artists, Midland, Florida Georgia Line, and more, talking about what they used to do before music, or what they might be doing if they weren't in music. Emily Reid was a great performer, Canada Day in Kitchener, and now we've got some new music from this up-and-coming Canadian starlet. Uh, Emily Reid just recently released a four-song EP called Wine. Here's a clip of the title track. Don't ask for much, makes me blush, tell me who needs a man when you music let's talk about some other tracks that have come across my desk in the past week or so our buddy Wes Mack and Maddie Storvold have uh, released a song called Best Hangover here's a clip of that you're the best hangover I've ever had your head on my shoulder girl it ain't half bad sleepy eyes pull me closer girl I wanna make it last you're the best hangover I've ever I've ever had have a great one called 20-something. David James has all the time. Chris Buckband, let's remind you about Holy Ground that's been out for a few weeks. Uh, Dean Brody just released a new six-song EP called Black Sheep. Here's a clip of the title track. I'm just a black sheep out here in the badlands Hoping I ain't too damn lost to be found And finally, if you're digging Colt Ford and Mitchell Tenpenny, uh, they just released a track together called Slow Ride. Uh, hoping to feature that on the show soon. We partied at Moxie's in downtown London every Thursday this summer, and man, we had some great guests roll through, including our buddy Chris LaBelle, uh, shout out to Ty Banton that came down, it was just it was just a great summer. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Dean James came to visit, and we got to meet the guy and hear a great new single called White Sand and Ray-Bans. We'll hear that after this quick clip of our conversation with Dean. So uh, let's get to know Dean James. You're originally from Peterborough, but we were just talking a little bit, and I guess you used to also live in Georgia and Nashville. That's awesome. I did, yeah. My, uh, my dad lived... Uh, lives in the States and I moved down there with him and then uh, got the opportunity to play at Tootsie's. Legendary Tootsie's in Nashville. Legendary Tootsie's, yes sir. And then uh, played there for about a year. I was hired there and had a good time, cut my teeth and uh, learned learned a lot, met a lot of cool people and now I'm back in the uh, in the great north, great white north. And Love it. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Uh, so uh, let's quickly talk about Tootsie's. What does one play when you're at Tootsie's? Do we do original material or are you just playing cl- crowd-pleasing favorites? So you can play a couple original tunes if you like, but most of the time you're playing cover tunes for twenty dollars a piece. Twenty dollar requests. Yes, that's what that's what you, that's what it takes to play your song. And uh, you, we, our our biggest motto was is twenty dollars a song. If we don't know it, we'll go learn it for you. We'll learn it for you. We'll play it for you. We'll 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 do it better than anybody. So so this explains to me why in your bio that was sent to me it says you are a walking country music jukebox. That nickname was given to me. Um, it's a nickname. It's a nickname yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It's like a few years ago, somebody was like, "Wow, you're you're like a country music jukebox." Yeah. I'm like, I I guess so. I I I didn't have a choice, you know. Like <laughs> it was in Nashville on Broadway. It's it's you know a bunch of songs or you don't get hired and okay. all that kind of stuff. So it was uh, it was a learning experience. I learned a lot of songs. I learned a lot of things, and uh, yeah, I, I loved it. it was well, awesome. I'll tell you what. I want to pay the jukebox. Hold on here. 
I got 25 bucks for Moxie's. There's a gift card for oh, you. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hunt House Party. What do you know about that? We'll have a house party. We don't need nobody. Turn the TV yeah. off. Oh, yeah. One of my, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Actually, uh, that, that song in particular, uh, I played at uh, one, of the, one of the fairs I was opening up for uh, uh, Coal Creek County one year, a couple yeah. years ago. And uh, that was one of my favorite songs because the crowd just belted it. It was awesome. Like, it was just a crowd full of people belting that song out back to me which is oh it was a good feeling I haven't had the same experience but a similar one when I host out at Cowboys for Freedom Fridays and that right. song went on when it came out the whole bar just house party it's, like, yeah it's a single it's a, big it's a one, banger man. yeah now now what we got to do is get people to start singing the words to your tune which is what we're going to talk about right now so yes, uh, for those just checking in here I got Dean James across from me from Moxie's you can find him at Dean James Music on Instagram and socials or DeanJames.com and uh, the single is White Sand and Ray Bands it's a perfect summer tune man it's awesome yeah yeah, it's 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 been going really well, and I love it, and I love the I love the reaction. I'm 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 loving this uh, loving this tune. Now I'm assuming you run all your socials still nowadays, right? So what is the reaction like when when you're watching and you release a song? It's uh, this is my ever, my first ever release, so it's been uh, it's been a learning experience for me uh, just to see uh, what happens, and it's been it's been fen phenomenal. It's been great. Um, I I can't imagine having better fans than I do right now, yeah. and uh, so far so good, and just they've been great, and it's it's yeah, it's it's unparalleled, man. It's awesome. Right now, I want to talk about London, Ontario zone Jessica Mitchell. This is the weekend that Jessica Mitchell's song, Working on Whiskey, will be redone by Trisha Yearwood and released on her album, Every Girl. That's out as of the time you're hearing this recording. Uh, Jessica, to honor this, has extended her Heart of Glass tour, and we couldn't be more excited because we're getting some extra shows. Uh, we already knew that Jess was going to be performing in Paris, Ontario, the Dominion Telegraph series, October 30th, uh, but we, now we also know about a show in Toronto, October 29th, November 1st, she's at Mills Hardware in Hamilton, and London's own Aeolian Hall hosts Jessica Mitchell on November the 2nd, so a lot of options uh, to see this talented lady. It's the Labor Day long weekend, and we're going to be hearing from some of our favorite country artists, jobs they would be doing if they weren't in country music, or the jobs they did before they got into it. Uh, did you know Eric Church was once a salesman? I sold knives from midnight to like 7 or 8 a.m., and anytime somebody calls you at 3 a.m. and needs 200 knives for 1995, it's automatically an alarming situation, you know. I was young, and I had been in a lot of these people's shoes, you know. I had done this. I knew they were drunk. I knew what they had done. They'd just come in from the bar. They flipped on shop at home and said, you know what, I need that. So the reason I, the job didn't last very long for me is I was maybe the worst salesman in history because I ended up talking a lot of these people out of it. So I tell you what, man, go to bed. Call I'll be here in the morning. If you still get up in the morning and want these knives, you call me back. Our good friends the Cadillac 3 have been putting out a lot of new music lately, and the band just released a single called All the Makings of a Saturday Night. Now, this song will be featured on American College football television broadcast all season. Here's a clip. Long Weed, Johnny Cash, Merle, Hager, Charlie Daniels, M. Beam, Black Label, Sip, Sip, Pass, Sad Spot, no one knows, just me and my bros and my special lady friends shaking that ass. We got all the makings of a Saturday night. Got the tall boys talks just sitting on ice. Wintergreen, fresh can, baby, got a spray tan. And since it's Labor Day weekend, here's the Cadillac 3 on, well, <laughs> what they'd be doing if they weren't in music. And let me just say, it's a good thing. The music thing is working out for them. I never had another plan. Really. I, you know, I kind of knew I was terrible at school. I didn't like it. I always was decent at whatever instrument you put in front of me. I could just kind of figure it out. I, at one point, I remember thinking... 
I could be like, I think a physical therapist crossed my mind. You know, a sports doctor or whatever like that, which never in hell was I ever going to be able to get that degree or whatever. Love those guys, Cadillac 3. Get all their music. Just get it all on your phone, wherever you stream or download, and uh, and trust me, you'll be pretty happy with that. They're one of the best-kept secrets in Nashville. Madeline Merlot absolutely had a blast on stage at Luck Knows Music in the Fields for Country 104 night last weekend. And uh, before she even got to the stage, we were talking to her about her new single. Here's a bit of a conversation we recently had with Madeline. I didn't know what to expect when I pressed play. Because cool. uh, you've gone a lot of places yeah. recently with your music. You talked about mental health earlier and yeah. the great song with uh, War Paint. And we yeah. had the fun and the girls' bathroom stuff with Neon Love and, and Motel Flamingo. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know where you were going to go with this one. And then yeah. I pressed play and went, Madeline brought me back to summer. Yeah. I think, okay, listen, I know that I'm a little all over the place sometimes, but I'm a writer and I write songs every day. And that's what it is. It's like, I'm not going to write the same song over and over again. And I'm not getting pitched music where they're like, okay, this is what your song sounds like. These are 10 other songs that sound just like it. Yeah. We know you'd like them. I'm writing this stuff and I'm different than I was when I was 18 years old and I was writing songs. As you should be. I'm changing. I'm figuring out my sound. And for Dear Me, um, that was a song that I did not think was going to be released to be honest I thought maybe it would be like a deep album cut but I went into that right it was on Bell Let's Talk Day and it was a tough day and um, I was in a weird season of life and I was just kind of feeling discouraged and um we were on like another idea and then Abram, one of my co-writers, just started playing that. Bow, 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 yeah. And I just went, dear me. And I was like, I feel like I just need to write a song for myself. And it, we wrote it like top to bottom. Sometimes you start with the chorus, but this was like, boom, boom. Line, and it just was like word vomiting out of me. And it was every single line of that song was something that I needed to hear that day. And then the demo was bare, like literally that guitar riff and me singing. And that was it. And I sent it to my label like, hey, like whatever I don't think at any I did not expect them to react the way that they did and everyone was like this you got to do this and this kicked out what we thought we were going to have like everything changed the whole like landscape so this weekend for Labor Day we're hearing from some of our favorite artists talking about what they'd be doing if they weren't in country music and let me just say for Brantley Gilbert well he had some ideas it's just it kind of sounds like me and couldn't narrow things down a little bit. Here's Brantley. I went to college for two years and uh, figured it wasn't for me. But I couldn't decide between majors. At one point, I thought about law enforcement. And then I looked around at me and my friends and knew that wasn't an option. So that quickly went away. And, you know, at one point, I even thought I was going to be a relationship counselor. You know, that sounded good because all the girls would come to me with their problems, not right songs, talking through it and all that. I was like, maybe I'd be good at that. And I figured I'd be responsible for more divorce and social media. When I really thought about it So that got X'd out I'd probably be coaching If I had to guess I really enjoyed that I got to coach some football Where I went to high school Before I left And I had a good time with that So I'd say That's probably a safe bet I'd probably be teaching and coaching Labor Day weekend And here's what Brett Young says He was doing before He got into country music Much like me He started in the food industry. I worked in a lot of restaurants, anything from waiting tables to busing tables to bartending to cruise ship bartending to nightclub bartending. But also the summers after my junior and senior year in high school, I worked construction with a general contractor that did everything from the ground up, anything from framing a back deck to building a house and laying foundation and doing the whole thing. And I worked in mortgages the year leading up to that whole big kaboom. And so anything that seemed like it was interesting to me and if I worked hard, I could be successful. I've kind of been all over the place. So there's Brett Young on what he was doing before he got into country music. And for Thomas Rhett, if he wasn't doing the music thing that he's involved, uh, been involved in his whole life, 
Well, he'd probably be either in front of a camera or behind it. Even from a young age, me and my sister used to write little skits, and my dad would film us acting out these scenes, and I've always loved being behind a camera, but acting, that is not a joke. I've done a little bit of it here and there, like in music videos, and I guessed it on The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher on Netflix, and it's easy to get into a room and try to pretend that you're somebody else in a song, but when you're trying to pretend like you're somebody else and act it, that is a whole different ballgame, but I would love to at least take some lessons and dive into it and see what the future held. Thomas Rhett! Could be a leading man one day. I'm sure some ladies would be very happy with that. Every week you ask questions. Every week I try to form a coherent answer. Let's see what we've got today. Question one. Weaver, I was listening to the show the other day and you said Busta Rhymes pulled out of the Park Jam Hip Hop Night, but I didn't hear the replacement. Who was it, buddy? Uh, The answer, Method Man and Red Man replacing Busta Rhymes at Park Jam. They're opening for Ice Cube. And for all my old school hip hop fans like me, deep down in my heart, that is going to be one heck of a night. The the replacement? Sorry, Busta. It's, home. it's almost an upgrade, so should be fun. Uh, question two. Weaver, did you see that George Canyon is running for office in Nova Scotia? Uh, that I did. And uh, you know what? Regardless of your p- political affiliation, uh, hats off to George for even wanting to be in the political landscape nowadays. That is a tough, tough gig. And uh, as soon as he announced it, to me, he lost half his audience because, you know, Half the audience would be conservative and the other half liberal. I don't want to get into a bunch of political mumbo jumbo now. So let's just say George Canyon running as a conservative federal election, Nova Scotia. And good on you, sir, for doing it. Question three. Weaver, I'm going back to school this week. You got any advice for me? Yeah, pretty simple. Try to stay awake. That's where I remember from my school days at the very least. Final spotlight of the week goes to my good friend Owen Barney. Now, I first met this kid when he was like 15 years old. He was playing a showcase of the Bull and Barrel uh, ahead of the CCMAs when they were in London. He's now, what, 17, 18, and I hadn't seen him since Boots and Hearts a couple summers ago. Uh, we got the chance to catch up with him for his new single this week. Here's a bit of that conversation. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, bro. What's up? Oh, just plugging away in a rainy day where I am up in London. Where are you right now? Where are we talking to you from? You are talking to me from my backyard at Young and York Mills in Toronto, and it is raining here as well. Well, it's not raining anymore, but, I mean, it's spitting a little. So you're getting a little rest and relaxation time, are you? Yeah, I am. I definitely am. And it's, I, I get the feeling that it's well-deserved after this uh, crazy summer and this ride you've been on for the last little bit. Man, it's been awesome. Like, every weekend has been, like, shows and, you know, driving around. Uh, going to, I've been writing a ton this summer, which is nice. So, like, last week was kind of a, my first week of doing kind of not too much, which was huge. I, I went up to my cottage for a couple of days, hung with my family, and now I'm kind of back just sitting. I've got a session, a couple of writing sessions, getting back in the studio, stuff like that. But, yeah. I feel like you've got a lot of irons in the fire right now, buddy. Yeah, you know, just trying to keep everything going as best I can. Well, I want to give you some kudos because the last time I saw you in person must have been uh, two years ago, the Wax Records Cottage for uh, Boots and Hearts. And that was uh, one of the three years you were just heading to Boots and Hearts just as a fan, as a country music guy. And this year you got to perform, dude. So tell me, how did it go? Man, it was unreal. Like, So it was first show of the day and, I, you know, it's like 2.30 maybe. So you don't really know. I, I mean, maybe you do, but I didn't. I wasn't really sure what to expect. You know, maybe people would still be a little tired from the night before, kind of packing it in and stuff. But, uh, you know, I showed up, and at the beginning, it was like, I was looking at it, I was like, okay, okay, it's filling up, it's filling up. And, you know, I walked out of there on stage, and there was just this sea of people out there, and as I kept playing, more and more were coming. And by my last song, I played Home Man, 
and like I could stop singing and everyone knew the words. And I did. And they sang along. They loved it. It's about time, man. I've been telling everybody's home's a great song for for a couple months now. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it's just so it's so cool to see that that many people came out and are just singing my songs and came there just to see me, you know. Now, does it inspire your live show at all when you get that size of a crowd? Does it change anything in your head about oh. your direction and where you're going with your with your music? It definitely does. It gets me especially like in those, it, 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 it gives you so much more energy and stuff for future shows. And like, especially at the time when you're on stage there and you get out there and you see that many people, the energy there is just, I, I couldn't stop moving, you know? And like, I mean, I, I don't really move that much. Like I, I'm there and I'll sing my songs and I, it's the first time I really played without my guitar and stuff. And it's just, it, it felt so natural just to have that many people out there and have the energy and everything. I'm happy for you, man. That's fantastic. I just find that it's really important to think about that live stage when you get to the point in music where you're at. A lot of the bigger artists out there, you know, they've they've got songs that they might really love, but they realize that sometimes those songs don't translate to the to the live show very well, and maybe they put them aside. So I was wondering if you were just thinking about that stuff. Totally. Well, what I do is all. I'll take songs like I always like not not really Fruits and Hearts, but a lot of my other shows, a little longer shows. What I like to do is I like to take you know maybe ten minutes to play a couple acoustic songs, and if I don't, there's a lot of songs that I haven't recorded that you know we didn't record because you know nobody. I don't think too many people are going to jump up and down for that up uh, out, out in the crowd. But you know I get these moments in my in my uh, set where I'll tell my you know my band to go take a seat and stuff, and I'll play a few tunes for the people, and I find that. If it's not a song that I record, it's not a full band kind of song. If it's just a, me and my guitar, I feel like people connect with that better. So it always gives me a chance to play all my songs. All right, let's do our final Labor Day clip of the weekend. Florida Georgia Line, well, if they weren't doing music, hard to say what they'd be doing. Here's what the band thinks. No, not really. I mean, I think we both knew we wanted to be songwriters and kind of had a one-track mind at that age. At times, I think it'd be fun to be some sort of designer, architect. Actually, about every year, I think, of another hobby that could turn into a career that if this music thing weren't our life, what we'd be doing. But I think that's just part of being creatives and really enjoying the creative process. All right, quick note on Luke Combs. Don't forget his new record will drop in November, but more exciting... Coming a lot sooner than that, less than two weeks to be exact, Luke Combs will drop a new single called Even Though I'm Leaving, currently scheduled for September the 9th, uh, but keep your ears open at Country 104, because I will be playing it the second that I get it. All right, uh, producer Eric is back. Thank you, buddy, for your return. Appreciate you not uh, getting sick of me and running away for good. Uh, We've got some bloopers, I'm sure, this week. I'd love to hear them. All right, quick. Whoa, whoa. There's our bloopers, our number one song. Oh, whoa, whoa. Microphones. There's bees in here. So wait a second, wait a second. The only bloopers that we got were in the blooper reel? That made no sense. Why did we record them to do them in the blooper reel? This this was almost our 100% show, Eric. Come on. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.